There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Rakeem Christmas, Rudolph Gobert, Nerlens Noel, Not a Creature Was Stirring Except Joey Divine, Santa Claus, Derek McKee, Tony Snell, a partridge in a pear tree, Sean Keen, Oliver Miller, Primo Brezik, Carlos Arroyo, Zwarty Special guest, Caitlin Gill. Musical guest, Elvis Presley. And now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Hey guys, welcome to the Round Ball Rock podcast. We have a dog fight going on in the background. It's like the race for the eight seat, baby. Our, our guest today, Caitlin Gill, brought her puppy and my dog are scrapping. So we're going to try to focus. We're not going to talk about the dogs all day. But uh, I do th- want to talk to my good friend, Sean Keen. Hey, how's it going, Dave? And Joey Devine. Hi. There you go. I think yes. we, we we assigned a double technical to those dogs yeah. right now. Yeah, we're going to have to split them up. It's sort of like uh, when Larry Bird and Dr. J got in that fight and they started choking each other. We just got to make sure we keep control of the game. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. This is this is unacceptable behavior. Speaking of Dr. J and Larry Bird, I am still very hungover from the Bill Simmons Christmas party. Oh, um, how was that? My was... invite was lost in the mail. <laughs> 
Good job by you, Dave. <laughs> Come on, guys, stop it. Uh, it was a wonderful time. Brendan Lynch, friend of the podcast, former guest, and I got into a drunken three-point shooting contest. Oh, what happened? Uh, Brendan owes me three hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> that I don't think that he has. Now, is this was that more or less humiliating for Brendan than the time a Mormon missionary slash starting University of Utah power forward schooled him in front of an entire island? Uh, well, I mean, considering that instead of an island of people who may or may not speak English, it was a Christmas party full of some of the most powerful people in sports media. Oh, my God. I'm going to say... Richard Deitch was there? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not invited. Oh, so Darren Ravel then. It's pronounced Rovell. No, I say Ravel because he grovels. Uh, no, Deitch Ravel, was not Ravel, there. Ravel. As far as I know, if he was there, he would be walking around with a notebook. Richard Deitch would be covering it. Yeah, he'd yeah. be like, oh, this is what a night. Oh, boy. Uh, I can't wait to do a podcast about this. Anyway, yeah, it was a super fun time um, that was had by all. I met Retta from Parks and Rec, which – she is a delight. Is she the first single name person you've ever met? I haven't met Oprah, Madonna. Nene? Have you Nene. met Nene? I haven't met at Milo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Nene would be sweet, though yeah. he technically has a last name. Hilario? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, on a more somber note, we want to take a second to remember Craig Sager, um, TNT's sideline reporter. Uh, who passed away um, the week before we recorded this podcast. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we both, or all three of us, um, really appreciated his work. And, you know, he was an important part of why we love the NBA. Yeah. He was amazing. And my personal fashion icon. I'm wearing Joey, right now, yeah. it's crazy. He's wearing what appear to be like bowling shoes from the circus. Uh-huh, and a tie-dyed suit. Tie-dyed suit, which is, yeah. <laughs> did you tie-dye that yourself? No. Yeah, your tie looks like, uh, it looks like some uh, a shower curtain. That you uh, it's a Jerry tie. Garcia tie. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like. Remember those guys? <laughs> and Every dad <laughs> had one of those. Every single dad was given one as soon as their kid was born. <laughs> Uh, my dad actually has a Lithuanian National 92 Olympic team t-shirt, also tie-dyed. That's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, Don Nelson coached that I team. I would 100% win. Uh, you're, you, you're, you need to hit that N a little harder. Don Nelson yeah, coached yeah. that son team. Of, not, son of Hall yeah. of Famer. Not regular Don, multiple N Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was it was a hard day, I think, for anybody who loves the NBA when, when Craig Sager passed. I squeezed into my... Uh, Sager Strong t-shirt and wore it to the gym. I am not Sager Strong. I am Sager Fat. That but you know sure. what? The the courage you exhibited in showing your body in such a tight t-shirt is a good... It's a reminder of the courage that Craig Sager showed, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's <laughs> very similar. All right, no jokes about that. Um, BJ Armstrong, though, is a huge joke. Hold on, there's bigger news than that, though. The NBA, there's not going to be a lockout. Oh, yeah. That's the sorry. biggest NBA this, news. Which will affect B.J. Armstrong's yes. ability to do his job. Uh, <laughs> Joey, since you, I think, are our resident. Our capologist. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. Expert. You're the Larry Coon of this podcast. Hey, guys, Joey. we don't say words like that on this I podcast, okay? First of all. I mean, the listeners can't see this, but I am standing in front of a giant iPad and just moving salaries around <laughs> this all is, the time. It's really <laughs> incredible. Like, like if we had a video component to this, I think 
I really think you, you we'd be catching – people would have a different sense of Joey Devine. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a one-man trade machine. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many of these podcasts have you recorded completely naked? Five now? Four and a half. Okay. Four and a, well, yeah, because <laughs> when, when it's just bottoms, then that doesn't really count as nudity. That's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, new CBA is uh, kind of the same. Uh, there's a little different. They did the opposite thing. Uh, for the Warriors, I think it's interesting because they did the opposite thing the last CBA did to the Heat, which was trying to dismantle the Heat immediately. Uh-huh. And this time it's like, well, we're just going to try and keep players from leaving teams, which means that effectively they made it easier for the Warriors to stay together, it seems. I mean, I believe that... It hurts them to the extent that the maximum salary went up. Sure. So they're going to have to give Steph Curry a bigger six-year deal. I don't, I don't know what that means in terms of them re-signing Kevin Durant. Is he's not eligible for that? Bi- so they have a new, they have a new like mega max contract. It's called the designated player. And mm-hmm. you can sign for six years, and I believe thirty-five percent of the salary cap starting. The weird part about the new CBA, though, is only half the league has the designated player. The other half, pitchers, still have to sign. That's contracts. weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, it <laughs> also, by the way, there is a designated player in Major League Soccer. So when the NBA is taking the terms from Major League Soccer, you know something is amiss. Does it mean? Does it mean the same thing? Uh, not. Sort of. It, it means in, Landon Donovan gets to play David on every Beckham. team. <laughs> is David Beckham a designated Essentially, player? a designated player in MLS means that even though the salary cap for each team is incredibly low to keep costs down for each of these franchises, you can designate extra money for one to three or whatever the number is now designated players who can come from overseas, it can be American players, all this kind of stuff. By the way, shout out to uh, the champion, uh, are they Seattle Sounders? The Sounders one, yeah. Yeah, and, and just, just in case you were wondering if MLS was about to take America by storm, the champion of the MLS did not take an ent- a single shot on goal <laughs> in their championship victory. So just waiting for soccer to really catch fire. In the United States, was it like a Kobe refusing to shoot situation? Was the well, team he's all mad at <laughs> Phil Jackson, or <laughs> for some reason they were mad at Phil Jackson? You know, he he's like, you get your soccer posse out of here. Um, but yeah, this, this the CBA, the NBA CBA does seem like it's going to allow super teams to be more super, which but is, it's no, gonna, no, 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 it, it's going to make it hard for to build a super team. But, you but, keep but them currently. Built super teams are going to be easier to keep together, I think. Although, I mean, the thing, one thing that people making super teams have kind of realized is uh, players usually take less than the max to do it. Right. You're right. Um, you know, you look at the Heat. The only guy in that group that got a max contract from the Miami Heat was Chris Bosh eventually. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Chris Bosh's career. But that was by, by the time LeBron had, had left, correct? Uh, that yeah, that was the season he was leaving. They right. all opted out at the same time. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what it means whether Kevin Durant is eligible for that thing, but, uh, you know, people are getting paid. Yeah. Minimums, like, doubled. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, 
It's not. It is. It is not a surprise that a union led by Chris Paul and LeBron James uh, gave more money to aging superstars. They like also Chris made Paul it possible James. so they can get longer, bigger deals. Well, the great thing is that all the age rules about like you you couldn't get a certain there was an over thirty six rule about like how mu- how long a contract you can get, and now it directly benefits LeBron James and Chris Paul and screws over Dwayne Wade, who is too old <laughs> to benefit from it. So Le- Dwayne Wade, gonna, he's gonna like it, um, just like he liked that sea bass. Yeah. yeah. One guy who, as I said earlier, is going to be directly affected by this, someone who is a, Quit, a major... Becoming a favorite of this podcast, I, think I would so. say. Yeah, and, and, a, and a major player in the NBA middle-class market is Agent B.J. Armstrong. Oh, man. Boy, did he screw this one what up. What the hell happened here? <laughs> Joey, again, as our, as our resident capologist, can you explain what the hell happened? No. <laughs> So we had <laughs> so let's walk walk the Donatus Monoyunis now has no contract and the Nets can't sign him. So basically. just just the stages were he was a restricted free agent. He rejected the four million dollar qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. He didn't sign with anyone. He passed the deadline that Houston set and they pulled their original crappy contract proposal. He signed a only slightly less crappy offer sheet with the Brooklyn Nets. Got mad about that matching, and then after a physical, the Houston Rockets have just renounced him. They've like yeah. So now he, he's an unrestricted free agent, but he can't because he signed that offer sheet, he can't he can't sign with the only team that wanted him in the first place. Yeah. So if so he, he's going to Europe. Yeah, you would think that at this point, there's there's no one who's going to allocate cap to someone who is such a, a problem child. I'm gonna guess this is the end of Donatus Monteunis in the NBA. I think that is correct. Uh, is but there, is unfortunately, there... not the end of B.J. Armstrong. Well, you know, I do, I do have to say the one positive is that the Rockets, after they lost Money, Money Yunus, picked up guard Bobby Brown again, which means he is climbing up the Cal State Fullerton alumni rankings. He's still not ahead of Stein. Still not ahead though. of Mark Stein, though. Uh, <laughs> Got a long way to go to catch Sabalos, buddy. Is there a universe where B.J. Armstrong wanted him to go back to Europe to get more money? No. No. Yeah, probably He's not. Get less money. I bet. B, I bet B.J. Armstrong doesn't even know how like a a single European team name. You would think he would, because most of his players are in <laughs> Europe. Right. <laughs> uh, someone who's not in Europe is Damian Lillard, mm. who had uh, a lot of things to say about his crappy team. Uh, most importantly, he said, "I'm a soldier. I feel like." If I die, I can come back to life and win. Now, he said that after the Blazers lost by 45 points to the Golden State uh-huh. Warriors. Yep. It's a big loss. At, in his hometown. Oh, right, in Oakland. And so he was embarrassed in front of all his friends and family, basically. But let's, let's just unpack this. He is a soldier. Mm-hmm. Often athletes will say this. Then he says he feels like if he, can die, if he dies, he can come back to life and win, which is... Not how a soldier works. Yeah, they usually just die. It's how the winter soldier works. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's it. He is, he's going to come back with a cybernetic arm. Uh-huh. And, uh, t- yeah, it's Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are going to have a civil war. I mean, Ev- Evan Turner is about as shitty as some of those new Avengers. So, yeah. 
<laughs> now, did you did you guys see Edge of Tomorrow? Because in that film, soldiers do die. No, but I did back. see Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, so you saw the DVD? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, excellent film, no matter what you call it. Yeah, but uh, maybe uh, Damian Lillard's gonna die, come back to life, and learn so much about how to beat the Warriors that one day. I just feel like if he keeps coming back to life, at some point will he learn how to defend a pick and roll? You would hope so. I mean, uh, if Tom Cruise can learn, so can Damian Lillard. Um, one guy who has learned a lot since the, we first made fun of him is Bradley Beal. The Scrub Lord. This is yes. our, our, our soon-to-be-not-weekly Scrub Lord update. <laughs> the Wizards are 9-5 and five since we insulted him on our Thanksgiving podcast. Uh, he has scored 26 points per game, four, assi- four assists, three rebounds per game. He's shooting 45% from three and 50% overall. Also, he choked a Frenchman. Yes. Don't forget. Maybe that was the turning <laughs> point. Maybe choking a Frenchman is what we all need to do. Maybe that's the, the modern-day slump buster. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked that, that basically we denounced him with a mean nickname and then he did something cruel to a foreigner. Was that because of our nickname, or was that because we're in Trump's America now? And that's just how it works, right? Could be. Although, I would say, if that were the case, Jake Layman would have scored more than 14 <laughs> points total <laughs> since we gave him his nickname. But the his, White was a, his was a positive nickname. <laughs> I know. That's what <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. A demeaning nickname is for Trump's America. <laughs> This is, this is this is some I'm with her bullshit for Jake <laughs> Lehman. All I can say is that there there is a round ball rock bump, but it is not the kind that we thought we were going to be giving. Look, it. I'm going to argue that Bradley Beal is still the Lord of Scrubs. He's just the best scrub. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. He's, the, he's the most productive guy on a terrible team. I bet I bet he's very happy that we're continuing to call him a scrub lord. He's going to scrub uh-huh. his way onto the All-Star team. Uh, speaking of the All-Star team, I guess only 50% of fan votes are going to be weighted towards Yeah, All-Star there's team. an electoral college now, I guess. Why do we make this, why are we making this more convoluted? As baseball has told us, people love arbitrary complicated All-Star so, game rules for no reason. Well, we should That's explain why the this. NHL is also skyrocketing in popularity like MLS. We should explain this first though. Oh yeah. Uh, so the fan vote for the starters of the All-Star Game only counts for 50% of the vote now. 25% goes to the media, and 25% goes to the players. This seems like it is designed to purely appeal to nerdy basketball bloggers and podcasters. See, if there is any way that I don't get a vote and some guy who writes for Sacktown Royalty gets a vote, I'm burning down what the about NBA King Scoop? No, <laughs> I get a vote. It's my turn, Cowbell Daddy. Kingdom? No, I'm the Daddy now. I have a theory about why this happened, though. Uh, I think this is a reaction to the actual American election and the Russians hacking it, and they were like, <gasps> "Our elections have been rigged for years by the <laughs> Chinese and the Jor- and the, yeah. uh, the Georgians. Well, yeah. We have to do something about it, so America will follow suit." Again, yeah, Zaza Pachulia was almost started the All Star Game uh-huh. last year. Uh huh. Does this prove that the, the NBA is the most woke again? It also means that. <laughs> 
I have a feeling that the nation of Georgia is more invested in NBA basketball than the state of Georgia. If you've seen those Atlanta Hawks attendance numbers. Uh, yes, I have seen them. Um, terrible, terrible. Maybe they can move to East Atlanta and be the East Atlanta Hawks. That was oh, a reference be... to the Gucci Mane Bills. I love it. I love it. Yes. I think I think if they can maybe let Paperboy perform at halftime of the Ooh, NBA All-Star game. Yes. Well, you saw who's playing halftime at the Sting NBA. again? No. <laughs> Sting again. Uh, John Legend, Black Sting, is oh. playing. <laughs> I don't mind John Legend. But hey, we got a nickname I mean, of the week again. Is, is, John, is John Legend, though, going to get you hyped for a second half of basketball, though? Not really, no. Yeah. He could do that Django song. That one's pretty great. Sure. He right? could, the song from Selma would be I a big wanna, hit. Come on. Like, I, would, I would love it if it was just real boring spoken word. Like, <laughs> I got to make a statement here. And It would be great if he played that song from Selma and they cut to Chris Pine and Dikembe Mutombo crying in the stands <laughs> <laughs> at the NBA All-Star game. Uh that's a now old c- Oscars ref. <laughs> he could. Um, he's actually going for the the elusive E got, which is Emmy, ESPY, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Wait, did John Legend win an ESPY? I'm saying he could win an ESPY for this All Star Game performance. Oh, there's no he's category crossing for over that. into sports. <laughs> I've been to the ESPYs. There's no category for best sports musical. Be- performance. Isn't there like a best sports moment? It's not going to be John Legend. It's Chris Pine and Dikembe Mutombo were crying about the song from Selma. Okay, maybe. With, with a video montage to Craig Sager playing at the same time. I guess I could see that, but there's probably going to be two or three better moments. Than John Legend, the if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to win not. that SB, you, are not. you need to get a fatal disease before February. Look, John Legend is not listening to this podcast. No, he's not. But Chissy Teigen might, might be, because <laughs> yeah, I know she has a lot of time to listen to podcasts because she's on the treadmill a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or cooking. What? Um, <laughs> no, she. I own a cookbook of Chrissy okay, Teigen's. Right. She's known for being into food. Do you like her? Yeah. Also, a woman's place is in the kitchen. So, uh, just I'm kidding. Come on, guys. Uh, speaking of women, guys, what a transition. <laughs> Jesus. What a transition, guys. <laughs> Speaking of women, we got a lady guest today. <laughs> uh, very funny comedian, Ew, Caitlin gross, gross. Caitlin brought up I like persons. <laughs> I don't get sports. Explain it to Tell me. Tell me also something music. I don't know. Make um, movies better by telling me what they are. <laughs> Really Hi. Qu- I did bring my dog. Thank you, everyone, for enduring the background noise of my dog playing with your dog. I'd Holy stop them, but crap. it is adorable. It so. was so cute, and it was really distracting, but in the best way possible. Yes. Did, you, did we figure out the alpha dog situation? That's oh, very it's definitely not my dog. It's not Jerry. <laughs> After his crushing defeat to Josh Gondelman's dog in uh, Dog Debate 2016, I don't think he's ever going to win another battle. However, Dave's right. dog, Jerry Seinfeld, is very cute, i got to say. Yeah, he's he's all right. And Ka- then Caitlin's dog. What's her dog's name? Uh, Major Margaret Hotlips Hulahan. She goes by her rank. We call her Major. Major. <laughs> I assume we got a we got a match fan in the house. Oh yes, yeah, uh, you have two match fans. Movie. She, she or does represent TV show. a traditional lesbian wedding ring. So yes, we both watch match <laughs> with our fathers. That's <laughs> sort movie, of how you make one. Movie uh, or TV show or book. Uh, a TV show more often. The movie is of course better, but the TV show is how you find the movie if you're of a certain mm-hmm. age. Right. Uh, if you are. Your father's daughter's age and not your father's age. So, yeah, movie. Sorry, TV show movie. And then, yeah, sure, the book. You probably found that eventually. I didn't read the book. I did read the book. I not, should. Isn't that great? 
Oh, well, that's fair. I didn't even realize there was a book. Was a is book. it Catch-22? Hey, is that the book? No, it's, Ma- it's called MASH. MASH. <laughs> it's pretty called sure Catch-22 Ma- is the book for MASH. MASH was kind of a, yeah, a little bit of a ripoff of that. Do uh, you know what Catch-22's uh, movie adaptation is called? What? Catch-22. No. <laughs> yeah. Get out, Chunky. Get out right now. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, Caitlin, what is your relationship to basketball so people are aware? I know you've known Joey and Sean for a long time from I have. SF I've stand-up. Uh, yes, indeed. Sean, uh, Joey, and I are all from San Francisco, and I lo- now live here in L.A., just like the three of you. My relationship to basketball is the same as to uh, all of the sports in which I enjoy the romance, the story, and I know none of the details or the specifics, none at all. Which is why we brought you on. Which I much appreciate. I am legitimately fearful to reveal the depths of my ignorance to your listeners. Your listeners are most certainly at a much more sophisticated level of understanding about sport in general. Well, we brought you on because it's Christmas, and Christmas in the NBA is like Christmas for the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly uh, it's, close to that. You're it's right. It's the biggest holiday for the NBA. And our listeners, I feel like they're going to have to watch NBA games. There's how many games, Sean? Uh, there's five in a row. There's yes. five in, the, in a row This NBA is every games. Christmas. And this is what happens every biggest, Christmas with basketball. Yes, okay. and they're the biggest games of the year up yeah. until that point. Doesn't the fi- the finals are so far from now, right? So far, yes. So how yes. is this the big- biggest game of the year? Why? Why? Why, no, 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 why does it matter to, now? Up to the point. Okay, okay, it's got it. Always, it's the marquee teams playing in marquee games got for it. the yeah. first time. And is it, it like Thanksgiving it, for football? Yes. 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 Okay, yes, thanks. And it also feels like, it, similarly to the NFL, once you get to Christmas Day, then you sort of understand the narrative of the season: who's good, who's bad. It's a demarcation point. Got just it. Like Thanksgiving. So I would also say this kind of dates back to about five years ago. Actually, only like the NBA would have games, but. Uh, when they had a lockout in 2011, Christmas Day was the first day of the season. Ah. And then, so that was like, made it pretty what, Wasn't the first Heat-Lakers game after the, the Shaq trade on a Christmas Day? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah so that I, seems... That's, so, that's the first one that I remember where I was Those like, are oh, all words really that important. sound so significant and exciting, <laughs> uh-huh. and I bet they are. Well, so let's, let's go... But with, hold on, I want to walk through... Because you're going to have to be a lot around a lot of friends and family who aren't basketball fans. That's me. We decided to bring on you as a proxy. Uh, and we're going to figure out how to walk our friends and family who aren't NBA fans through our excitement. I yeah. for sure represent your aunt that brought her dog... Uh, who's now running around the room mm-hmm. while you're trying to watch a basketball game. I'm definitely your relative, your cousin maybe, who's going to interrupt you with questions. Yep. Uh, I do watch a game like a mom, which means that uh, I might respond a little over the top with like, ooh, and oh my's. Uh, all those <laughs> things are likely. Yep. So yeah, if that's what you're facing this Christmas, I do embody all of those traits, I believe. Uh, and as far as I know about basketball, I here's here's the thing that makes me nervous about basketball. Can I share? Yeah. Yes. I can watch soccer, and I totally understand who's in what's posi- what position all the time. I get the positions. I understand the game and its principles. I can watch baseball and keep score. I'm mm-hmm. good at it. I don't remember any of the players. But I do know how to notate the actions being taken on the field. Sure. I have literally never been able to follow basketball, and I cannot distinguish one player from the other, and I swear to God that has nothing to do with race, but try to say that with a straight face <laughs> right. and say that it doesn't have to do with race. I just, they move fast enough, which is very impressive, that the numbers become a scattered blur, and I just am unable to track, like, what position is in what place on the court. You know, yeah, I I think that's fair because that's how I feel when I watch college basketball. Mm, Well, that's Mm. just because it's disorganized. 
Well, that's I would also not true. know the difference. You could show me Pee Wee basketball and like, is that a thing? And also NBA basketball, and I would be like, no, I have no idea. Like, I think you would know the difference if we showed you them back to back because one has a lot of slow moving white guys, and the <laughs> other one has elite athletes and is watchable. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's exactly. fair. <laughs> so I guess fundamentally, my early questions would be like, what are the positions playing, and where do I look on the court to see them? Is that too broad or too stupid? No. No, that's a great question. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, we're in an era where positions kind of <laughs> don't matter. I like that Perfect we went. Start. I like that we Perfect went to start. like the most basketball nerd answer <laughs> yeah. too. Is be like, well, well actually, um, actually, it's kind of <laughs> apositional now. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> basketball is like gender. It's we're super like, fluid. No, but <laughs> kind of just it depends on your perception I, of your position. I actually <laughs> feel like that makes it more accessible. Like you don't actually have to worry. Right, as much about what a guy is doing. Okay, yes. so they but, all can dribble and shoot. But I would just say fundamentally, there are two guards. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, who tend to be smaller and handle the ball. There are two forwards who are taller Medium. and are more. Yeah, they're medium-sized. They're more inclined to get rebounds. Oh, God, this feels so rebounds. stupid. So a forward would just run to stand under the basket and try to do those shots close to the basket, whereas yeah. a guard is going to be behind them, like, offensively the trying to do forward. some stuff. Yeah, that uh, yeah. is a good hint. Forward. Just oh, like in soccer. The oh, and and uh, the way they used to play basketball, the reason they call it a guard is one of those guys, you know, 100 years ago in the formation of basketball, one of the guards would hang back and almost not even play offense and guard against the other team running the other direction. Okay, so you're fullback for people who only understand a soccer Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's like a sweeper, basically. Although that doesn't – now I'm confusing it because no one has done that in basketball since, like, the 40s. But that sort of makes sense that you're using everybody on the court as uh, as to their greatest offensive value while sacrificing as little – Defensive power as you can. Sure. Okay. That and then the big guy. Uh, and then the biggest guy on the court is the center. So what imagine do they like do? Shaquille O'Neal. Right. right. He his goal basically is he guards the basket and he dunks. Okay. All right. So the forwards yeah. would be on the sides of the center, like slightly smaller, climbing up the center toward the basket while the tinier guards are running up the top. I'm just picturing, remember that human pyramid thing that went around? It's like a Red Bull viral video. <laughs> anyway. <yeah. laughs> I remember the human centipede, but I, did, I didn't get that. That was no, that was a weirder Red Bull viral video. That's really <laughs> just Sacramento Kings basketball. <laughs> People eating each other's shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they just Sacramento buttholes sewed to their mouth. Um, yeah, so it's it's the center in the middle, obviously, and people around him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What does the center do when his team does not have the ball? He's a defensive player. Oh, primarily. he's the, the center is defensively the most important. Okay, so he's, he's like the goalie, kind of. Yeah. Right. So what does it do uh, if he if it turns over? Is he just throwing it to like the faster, smaller guys to get a shot? I'm so sorry. Kind that's yes. my dog. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so that's basically basketball, sort of. Is there anything else that you're unclear on? Uh, w- yes, fundamentally, most of it. Uh, <laughs> and I, <coughs> I <laughs> have hidden this knowledge. And I mean, Sean Joey, I've clocked in a lot of basketball watching hours mm-hmm. with you, uh, and have not. Expl- I, I just don't ask the questions during the game. Just ask the questions. Uh, okay, so there. What divisions are that? They are. Are they? Wait, it's in. College that it makes no sense, right? And they're like weirdly scattered. Yes. It, is it logical? How many are there? How do you get? How do you funnel teams into the postseason? 
conferences. There's two conferences. Two conferences. The divisions essentially mean nothing now. Great. But they used to have a greater importance because Skip used to. We gotta like there's two conferences, the East and the West. Those are your quote unquote divisions. So your, your now. divisions are all geographically oriented. Is this like along the Mississippi? Like how well, did so we decide a, what's east and west? There's a, so there's four basketball teams in California. They're all in a division with the team in Arizona. Okay. Uh, you know, Boston and New York and Philadelphia are in the same division as uh, Toronto and Philadelphia. So it's roughly regional, but Except it gets very messy because there's one where it's like, uh, we didn't we didn't figure out where Portland and Utah and <laughs> Oklahoma all went. And it's like Memphis uh, is in the Western Conference. Yeah. Memphis and New Orleans are in the West. Because None of that bullshit makes any and sense And Chicago to me. is in the East. <laughs> like, I know that there are answers to the question why, but yeah. I do not care about those answers. Just right, come yeah. on. That's like gerrymandering basketball, yeah. right? Is that well, weird? But Memphis the, used to play in Vancouver, and they didn't switch them when they moved from Vancouver to Memphis. I yeah. don't know if your listeners can yeah. see the long <laughs> jerk-off making. But yeah. I, I just can't. That's but, do you want, but the reason for it is that when you have the playoffs, you play multiple games on each day, so you want to have games that start in the Eastern time zone, uh. and you want to have games that start in the Pacific time zone, because and then you want national interest. But really, it's like TV scheduling requires this. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. And uh. you also play more teams in your conference to minimize the amount of travel. Uh, of course, that makes a lot of sense. And eight teams from each conference make the playoffs. So 16 okay. of the 30 teams. 30 teams. That's a good start. Yes. Okay. Uh, so 51% of teams make it to postseason. That's kind of hilarious and sad mm -hmm. for the 49 that don't. Uh, I will say, as a comedian uh, who's who thinks her job is to tell jokes and the truth, baby, mm -hmm. I know in reality that I am an alcohol and nacho salesman, so it does make sense to me that basketball players play their heart out and yet are just divided out for TV ratings. I get that. Yeah. I can understand yeah. that. They're that resonates. Kias, I get that. Sprite. Uh, yeah, totally. Those Is it the Jeez. Kia with the, hi the hamsters? Because, yeah, I see a lot of those. No, those hamsters the... are long gone. Oh, now the hamsters Blake, are gone? Blake, basketball Blake player. Griffin. Blake, Gri yeah. Blake Griffin. Basketball's oh, hamster. Also, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron did some Kia stuff for a while, right? He was mm -hmm. like, no, I drive a Kia. Are there brands that are like NBA loyal? That yes. are yes. like, who, who, what are those brands? Sprite Other for, than Nike. for decades. Sprite? Sprite, you're right. Yeah, not watching any basketball on television, I still know that has to be true. I th they made the bottle look like a green basketball. Mm -hmm. There's also <laughs> some, I guarantee you there's some older white man who decided that Sprite was going to be primarily for black people. Because they also did that whole thing with like putting rap lyrics on the yes. key. Yeah, yeah, they so. sure did. Sprite remix. It's like this is kind of obviously. So, yeah. What are urban. the other NBA brands? It's Sprite, Kia, Gatorade. Sure. Oh, Sprint. Sp uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, American Express because they do the uh, halftime show. Yeah. For TNT. Oh, you know what? Stamps. That's a pretty exclusive credit card. It's, I'll it's say Stamps.com. <laughs> I have to say the one that is very surprising is Kia. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why they were just like we are all in on the NBA. What represents a small, <laughs> mid-sized car better than giant players who can barely fit inside? I them? think it classed up the Kia a little bit. I never looked at the Kia like as it was a, a potential car to buy. The Sorento, like, and now yeah, we like, all yeah. drive Kias. We do all <laughs> of us on this. Podcast. I feel like I'm just like a, a hair away from being LeBron James driving uh, my Kia around. 
Tissot watches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stance socks. Mm-hmm. You watch enough other sports That's to know that these are like NBA loyal brands, right? Like this is they're, – they're mainly NBA. They're probably advertising an NFL game. Stance socks is definitely NBA only. I don't know why that's fascinating to me, but it is. It's the uh, alcohol yeah. nacho part. Like I'm aware that I move more <laughs> fireball whiskey than people. You know? I just <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, there's also um, – it, it is a unique uh, – People actually wear basketball shoes out in public. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And that is a very different thing for other sporting equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't really wear football cleats in public. No. That would be unwise. No one's ever wearing, like, baseball socks. <laughs> no. Or I <laughs> also, basketball players try to look good, mm-hmm. whereas baseball players seem like they try to look like hobo trash as mm-hmm. much as possible. That is, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely going for the boho chic of sports. I'm, I'm just going to say this. There are too many white people in baseball, and white people are just, as a race, kind of more slovenly. Specifically, newly rich white people newly have rich. no idea how to adorn their bodies with that wealth. They don't know. Yep. They don't make great decisions no. on that. The uh. guys, named, guys named Bryce and Taylor will be like, i got to buy a magnetic necklace yes. and mm-hmm. get racing stripes. Mm-hmm. I am white and, uh, and only recently able to afford things like a $40 t-shirt with an all-over tiger print. So really, <laughs> I, am no, I can point this finger because four are pointing back at me. Uh, yeah. uh, also, uh, basketball is the first sport that really had an openly gay player come out and play. Yes. Is that right? Oh, good job, and basketball. I've heard that, that one of the reasons why that was the sport is that uh, basketball takes place in urban areas. People mm-hmm. know like musicians and producers and hairstylists. And even if you are an NBA player from the middle of nowhere, you very quickly are going to meet a large cross-section of people. So just more by virtue of working in the, the city league. sport. Yeah. That is true, I suppose. Yeah, you're not – I mean, you're much more likely in the country to find a field than a paved court. Uh, I guess that makes yeah. sense, and it is a division. I hadn't yeah. thought about it. There isn't really a hoop dreams for baseball, I mean, in the same way. Like, right. there's not uh, – Well, it's million-dollar it Dominican Republic. Yeah, that is – yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. There is there is that path. Like, somebody does want to, you know, climb that ladder, but it's not uh, – it's more of a rural thing, I guess, for another sport. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. good sense. Um, Until recently um, – there was only one uh, basketball arena that wasn't in a downtown urban center. Where was that? That was in Detroit. They, mm-hmm. uh, the palace was in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Yeah, which is a suburb, and the reason it was there is because the owner of the Detroit Pistons was like, I kind of want this close to my house. Yeah, and now they're f- nice. they're finally <laughs> moving to downtown Detroit <laughs> to share an arena with the uh, the hockey team. I saw a thirty for thirty singular mm-hmm. a thirty for thirty uh, in a hotel room very late at night uh, when you just don't turn things off. And apparently now I love the Detroit Pistons. Oh, uh, the bad, bad boys, boys. One. yeah, but not so bad, right? Like their heels, but like didn't they just okay? So th- this ties into a question that I had pre prepared, mm-hmm. but uh, the Pistons just really seemed like. They got the rap of being super bad when they were uh, kind of just scrappy and playing uh, playing very tightly with rules at the time that allowed them to be a little bit more pushy-shovey. Definitely. Um, yeah. They were fucking assholes, though. Were they assholes? Well, Bill, Bill and Beer, Beer. seem like assholes. I feel bad for Isaiah in Mark the end because Bill Beer did appear to be having more fun. Like, he was the, the bad news bear that liked all the bad news. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Isaiah Thomas was just like, well, we won. Like, <laughs> there uh, wasn't. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas was the secret jerk. Where Bill Lambeer was the open You jerk. know what? I do like an open jerk. If you're going to be a yeah. jerk, I want it to be an open face sandwich. Like, so Bill Lambeer that. would just, like, actually punch Le- uh, Michael Jordan in the face. <laughs> where 
<laughs> Have you seen him cry, though? It's a pretty Oh, yeah, face. where Isaiah Thomas was the one actually telling them to punch Michael Jordan in the face, if that makes sense. That hey, does make sense. punch Michael Jordan. Hey, guys. if you don't mind, yeah. hey, could, you punch yeah, hey. could you punch Michael One day I'm going to ruin boys. One day I'm going to ruin the Knicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got to take a quick break to uh, give a word to our sponsor. Guys, we have a really exciting new sponsor. It's a sunglasses company out of Philadelphia called Nerlens Crafters. It's a side project for Sixers big man Nerlens Noel. Here's how it works. Give them a pair of totally functional eyeglasses, ideally ones that are a little expensive. Although in a few years, those glasses might look like a bargain. And in return, they'll eventually give you some different glasses. The slogan at Nerlens Crafters is quality eyeglasses in about three to four years. That seems like a really long wait, Dave. That's how long it takes to find the right fit, Joey. This is a perfect gift for someone who already owns a lot of glasses or someone who's willing to try to put one pair of glasses right on top of each other, regardless of how much that hurts the spacing on your face. Honestly, Nerlens Crafters does not have great vision, but they're willing to get dirty. Why would you want dirty glasses? Because of the potential. There's at least four people with severe astigmatism who were very interested in Nerlens Crafters. Are these glasses durable? No. They get banged up pretty easily. Have they proven they're effective at all? Well, not no. In fact, so far only losers have worn them. However, their prices get lower every single day and will do so through February. Act now and they'll throw in a pair of yoga pants from Timothy Lualu Limbin. <laughs> Nerlens Crafters, the perfect gift for the Drew holiday season. Timothy Lualu Limbin is a great product as well, but thus far have not Haven't offered sponsored. to pay us anything. No. Well, they offered us a non-guaranteed sponsorship deal. We turned uh, it yeah, down. We, yeah, we, we can afford to turn it down, yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, thank you for taking the time to listen to that. No because problem. As, <laughs> I, as I've said many, as, as many times as I've said this, I will say it again. You have to be able to pay for a podcast. That's we absolutely need true. sponsors. You do. We can't function without money. No, we need... It's the lifeblood of this podcast. And Literally, it's money. to explain concepts. So yes. this is perfect. All right, Caitlin, you what? have more questions? Uh, yes. So uh, the positions don't matter anymore, which isn't helping me determine who is who is on the <laughs> field. Or on the field. Oh, God. On the court. Uh, You'll get that right one day. Uh, <laughs> someday. <Yeah>. Someday. <laughs> um, so I guess, oh, God damn it. Just, uh, uh, fuck. I do have more questions, but now on the position thing, I'm stalled. Because my plan was to positions. follow up. We what do you? How do you wa who do you watch once the center – I'm assuming the center is the one that does the tip-off thing in the beginning and then yes, passes yes. it to somebody else. Who is trying to get that ball, and how do you anticipate what they're going to – what's the plan? If your team gets the tip-off, what do you do? What the fuck so are you doing after oh, that? Oh, this is a deep question. But, okay, so your Is this like a chess move? Is well, this like your first intro move? Is this a big decision? You generally have a guy – who who tends to dribble the ball up That's and is your best passer guard. and is the point guard tends to be one of the shorter players but does not have to be because it is somebody who is probably the most skilled. Right. So your point guard is the one who runs the offense typically. Okay. Which part of what makes LeBron James so unstoppable and amazing is he is the biggest and fastest guy on the court and can also be in charge of the offense. Yes. And that is typically not the case. Yeah, there's there's uh, not a lot of precedent for that, save for like a Magic Johnson. Well, usually the guy... 
Usually, I just love that when we have a question, our default is like, yes, this is a point guard. Also, here's a guy who plays forward. <laughs> like, like why are, do we have divisions? Well, we <laughs> so your typical your typical basketball team like there's the shortest guy on the court also has the best ball skills and he's your point guard. It's all about ball he's skills. He runs this game. the offense. Sure. So okay. he's got to dribble the most. Because when they take the ball out, he's got to run it up the court. So it's your tiny guy that can kind of run circles around everybody else and ball handle really well, mm -hmm. uh, just trying to buy time for the giant guys to get under the basket and prepare themselves to receive a ball and then put it into that well, basket. Well, yes. He also calls the plays very often. How do you call a play in basketball? Is that literally shouting? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen – I have. <laughs> yeah. There are, there like are in baseball, it's dudes grabbing their crotch and taking their hat off. Yeah. I've never uh, I've never distinguished a basketball call. So that's not from a coach shouting or doing a hand signal. It's that's from a player on the court. Sometimes it is often hands. the head coach. Yeah. Yelling, and it's usually like a one-word thing. Okay. Like they'll say Stanford or yeah. block. Yeah. And, okay, so you do you, do you watch soccer at all? Do you sure. Kinda, so I used to play soccer. I was a fullback and a goalie. So okay. I do I, – from those positions, you have to watch the whole field and shape an offense and yeah. defense, which is why I can understand soccer. So when you're – when you're thinking about how people try to score in soccer, part of it is trying to get the ball to someone who is in space and has uh, room to operate yes. and shoot. And defense, you're trying to close that down. Right. Same thing in basketball. So uh, they will either do things like having guys run across the court, um, having guys kind of screen for each other, like which is getting the way of a defender. And sometimes it'll just be a guy going one-on-one -on -one with his defender and simply trying to fake him, go past him, enough to clear space to get a shot. Okay, so this does touch on another question. People mm -hmm. run into each other all the time, and some of the time it is allowed, and some of the time it is not. And I understand <laughs> that has to do with possession of the ball mm -hmm. and where you are, like where the ball is moving to. Am I when, like? Uh, okay, I'm Caitlin, a big, tall person who's kind of slow but probably good at slapping things out of somebody's hand. Yeah. When am I allowed to stand in front of someone and slap stuff out of their hand or touch their body? Uh, you, you, this you, is a fairly it, difficult question. No, I mean, question. it's uh, – <laughs> so for the most – Because, yeah. I, I don't understand why fouls are called usually beyond like, oh, that guy didn't let the ball touch it. Like traveling. I kind of understand mm -hmm. that before you're, you walk, you did dribble yeah. stuff. But I don't understand the rest of the fouls when they're being called. So if somebody's, if somebody's shooting the ball and you hit them usually in the hands or face, yes. that's a foul. You can kind of bump a guy and put your hands on him as long as they're not – really doing anything or don't have the ball well so you can hit somebody that doesn't have the but ball also movement is a big you're just not allowed, you're not allowed to like grab a jersey you're not allowed to jump in front of someone's path but if you're standing and they run into you it's legal okay if that makes sense yes yeah like, that does you have to let somebody go where they're going Unless like you have to allow people to have their own like, Unless you're standing still and they have to go around you, and that's that's how right. the pick and roll but if play works. So if you're if you're trying to prevent someone from shooting, mm -hmm. you are allowed to have all the space above you. So if you jump straight up, no matter what you do, you're fine. Okay, but, but you cannot you like, jump straight at someone. Right, you can't like bump them. You can't hit their hand. You can't hit their arm. You kind of have to give people their own right of movement. So which is why a like you'll see an offensive player like stand in front of a defensive player to get the guy space 
that guy has to be standing still first. The well, offensive you, player does? N- yes. Well, think, okay. Think about it as it's almost like a little bit progressive in that um, people are allowed to have a safe space around them. Yes, and, exactly. And a foul is pretty much like non-consensual touching. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, you can also get a foul for hate speech. And how do you initiate consent? Like, what would be your move <laughs> to say, like, all right, th- I've, I've made a motion and now I'm hit legal? So say uh, you're a big guy. Sure. And you're playing another big I guy. I am kind you of neither, a big guy. Yeah, neither of you have the ball. Uh, and you're trying to you're trying to to jockey for position for the rebound. Okay, it's totally okay to kind of just put your back into the yes. person, kind of sp- like a like a little spoon move. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, there's also lots of arm like people trying yeah. to get uh, in but front of you. But as long as you're yeah. not hitting and you're and you're not like throwing elbows, you're allowed to kind of body bump. Yeah, I use my somebody. I use you my can butt have a, a hand lot. on someone, but I you know. can't like grab them. You know, it's very. For the uninitiated, that requires as much dif- discipline as, like, a fucking UFC fighter. Like, I uh, I don't watch a ton of any sport, but UFC I have caught, and the thing I like about it is that it is oddly the most sportsmanly sport I've ever seen, where there's all these rules about how you're allowed to hit each other. Well, because you could murder as, someone. Because you could literally murder yeah. someone, yeah. but you watch these guys go into bloodthirsty rage, and then as soon as the fight is over, they just throw up their hands. Like, that's mm-hmm. not that's a crazy switch to have that much control out of right, over. Right, right. So I will say it's remarkable to watch basketball and not see people just clobbering each other down and clawing mm-hmm. each other face that has to take a lot of control and precision which is a a second we're leading toward this other question of who the fuck makes these rules well that makes basketball a crazy ballet of when you're allowed to move your body and how and uh, understanding more about that is fascinating i I think who makes these fucking rules well before we get to that i think it's important to know the story of how basketball was invented isn't it throwing a ball at a peach basket Yes, yes but what it was was there was a YMCA full of, like, violent youths. <laughs> and uh, this doctor guy was like, they're fighting all the time. We have to – I have to create a game we can play where they can't fight. This so it was is like, sports, baby. Yeah. These are the stories yeah. I live for. Well, I will forget every name, <laughs> number, and statistic I ever hear, but I will never forget the YMCA yeah. full of violent youths yes. that threw well, a ball many, at a peach basket. Yeah. So most games kind of, like, evolved. Like, baseball's like cricket. They got evolved. And football's like rugby. Basketball is like a teacher a at a Catholic a school. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like – People are people are getting maimed playing football. <laughs> it's really cold here in Massachusetts. How do we control this? So we needed an inside sport where they don't fight. But it's but it's weird because usually sports are not invented by one single person. Right. This was yeah. just a dude. <laughs> and it is like a century-ish old, right? It hasn't been around that long, and it yes, has yes. become Roughly a phenomenon. It's a young sport. 110, it's also years. people say that it's the only sport. That's actually American. Okay, because a lot Canadian. of those he was invented by but he was Canadian living in America. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say we're dude. disrespecting slam ball by saying that, but <laughs> whatever. True. Roller hockey. There's a lot of sports out there. Now you said you can't. Who, in, who invents the rules? First off, the rules are decided in a mix, at least in the NBA, by the players and the owners in a collective bargaining agreement every five 
or so years. And that changes the tone of the game entirely depending on what they choose. I just know There's a lot my dad of watches variation. hockey and yeah. has yelled a lot about how like they used to lose more teeth and I like how yeah. they fixed it now. <laughs> uh-huh. And I assume something similar has happened in basketball. There's also a rules committee where every once in a while they'll If meet. all you've seen is the Pistons 30 for 30, you knew at some point right. things were allowed that they did that were then no longer allowed. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of old of white game. men who, an old black men too, who are just like, I wish we could just hit each other. I wish yeah. I could. Kermit Washington could still punch Rudy Tomjanovich. Sorry. Those are people you've never heard of. That's okay. I like their names, the, so that yeah. was funny. to hear. Speaking of names, <laughs> I am the transition master today, guys. This is great. Um, since you don't know any of the, the names Correct. of basketball players, uh, I believe Sean uh, was the one who devised this game where we're going to give you a name, uh-huh. and you're going to have to decide whether or not it's a James Bond villain. Okay. Or an NBA basketball player. I did spend, uh, I believe, my eighth or ninth birthday watching James Bond movies for almost 24 hours. So let's see how much of that memory Ooh. holds back. Oh, yeah. So you've got one day under guess your belt? Who, guess who else was at that party, guys? Can't who? guess. Your dad. My mom. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was Pretty a good. fun party. Pretty good. We talked um, a lot about uh, misogyny. Excellent. Uh, Sean, I'm going to leave this one to you. Go okay, for it. Okay, great. So um, this is just going to be a quick one. Okay. We'll, just, we'll, just, we'll do these rapid fire. <laughs> okay. Just say uh, Bond or NBA. Yeah. Bond or NBA. Got it. Okay. Uh, Zoran Dragic. Bond. No, that's an NBA player. Uh, Raul Silva. NBA? Bond. God damn it! Uh, Fabricio Oberto. That's correct. Um, Carlos Delfino. Bond? NBA. God damn it. Uh, Hugo Drax. Oh, no, NBA? Bond. <laughs> that would have been my, uh, Bond would have been my first guess. He sounds evil. They all sound evil. Uh, Emilio Largo. NBA? Bond. God damn it. Uh, Gennaro movie? Pargo. Oh, NBA? NBA is yeah. correct. By the way, Emilio Largo is from Thunderball. Oh, thank you. Thunderball's a good one. He That's was a the... member of Spectre. Oh, I liked, oh right. yeah. Um, Nikola Pekovic. NBA? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, Carl Stromberg. NBA? No. God damn it. It's How am I supposed to know? Stromberg is so Stromberg is from the spy who loved me. Good he job. had webbed fingers. He did. <laughs> um, You're really good at I this. I love James Bond. Uh, Steven Obano. Uh... Uh, NBA? He is a Bond villain. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> How about Kalena Ozabuike? I keep wanting to switch to Bond villain, but the last one I was wrong, and I don't want it. It's NBA? He is in the okay, NBA, good. yes. Uh, oh, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vlade Divac. That's an NBA player. That's correct. Oh, That's correct. that one's an NBA player. Uh, I'm going to give you two more. Okay. Okay. Um, Hassan Whiteside. I'm going to say that's NBA. That's NBA. Excellent. And Aristotle Christados. I'm going to say Bond? <laughs> that's correct. Okay, good. Okay. Very good. That, that was, was, that was for your eyes only. <laughs> harder than I thought. Christados. I do not. My knowledge of Bond villains. Uh, I, yeah, very poor. Very poor. I, I that's s- not a part that I've studied of the movie. I don't. The villains are all interchangeable. I mean, Gennaro like Pargo sounds like a Bond villain. I have villain so much completely. to learn, you guys. <laughs> Uh, this answered uh, nearly all of my n- questions about basketball, and I still leave with almost no knowledge. Excellent. I'm ready uh, to walk into Christmas uh, slightly more prepared to at least watch basketball and start uh-huh. to pull it apart. Uh, I wish you luck, basketball fans who have <laughs> relatives like me with noisy dogs and lots of questions. 
but uh, I have faith in you to guide us through. Basketball is so fun, even if you don't know anything about it, uh, which is why I still listen to my friend's podcast, even though I don't know anything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you for listening. So just know that even those of us fans, out there, those of us who don't understand the sport at all appreciate you as fans, and your patience as you guide us through uh, is, is very useful. You would not believe you understand basketball to your core, f- fun, intuitively. You know everything and can anticipate everything about it. Uh, I don't know how to give you an analogy of what it's like to watch basketball if you don't have the powers that you it three have. It takes years of, of practice and training to well, be Joey Devine. Do well. I disagree. I think you know what I can do? Craft a Christmas dinner. I can do it start to finish with anything. If you are nervous in the kitchen, man, I can run circles around. Are you. we talking? You're kind of running the point in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Yes. So the, the while basketball fans are on the couch, mm-hmm. I am running my own game. I am having uh, my Super Bowl Finals World Series in the kitchen. Uh, but that's the only place. I don't know. I don't know about. I I walked in at Story women should be lines. in the kitchen, and I'm going to walk out at women being in the kitchen. All right. So why don't well, I think yeah. a good way to get into basketball, at least how I did, uh, to get deep, is the NBA is the best place for stories. I do like stories. It's the I know you do. Tell me like, a story. Please. I like. I remember how much your mind was blown when I told you the ballad of Chloe and Lamar. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Way, I had Chloe, no idea. Chloe Kardashian is now dating another basketball player. What's going to happen to that poor man? <laughs> He's going to uh, probably end up out of the league in five years. That's yeah. just how it works. His story is the sad. That whole thing was real sad. It's very sad. All right. Sad. Tell me stories, boys. What do we got? All right. So the stories of our Christmas Day games, right? Your first game is Boston Celtics at New York Knicks. Okay, that sounds like a bad or that sounds like a tough rivalry already. Boston Histori- New York historical rivalry. Yeah, the um, two of the they're they're the two I would say histor like they're the old teams. Yes, uh, that sounds right. And their fan bases are like just generally depressing. Even even the names of those teams <laughs> those are like Celtics and Knickerbockers. Yeah, and you're the like, teams those with the whitest fans, 300. right? Well, no, they're all, I mean, Boston, yes, New York, no. New York, okay. obviously, is a very multicultural city. Lots of black and, and Hispanic fans. The news. Yes. Uh, I also would say historically, it's the this is the rich versus the poor. Okay. Because the Celtics have won the most championships, and the Knicks are the most depressing. Yeah. Okay. I'm all, all right. Go Knicks. And uh, take also, on the, big the man. Knicks have the world's worst owner, though. So let's yeah, he has. That a, oh, sounds yeah. right. So that's <laughs> that's the put upon little guy. Yeah. Go for it, Knicks. And I so know he owns. So the owner of the Knicks also owns Madison Square Garden, oh. which means he often books his own band. To God open for damn bands it. And called Dave JD Cook. and Jesus the Straight Christ. Shot. They're called JD and the Straight Shot, and, they and they are open for the Eagles. At, yeah. Uh, so I have something to Spotify on the way home. Okay. Um, and then the other thing to watch is uh, there's a guy named Kristaps Porzingis on, on the, the Knicks. Knicks. He's very tall. The tall. He's seven foot three, nineteen years old, and uh, from the Eastern Europe. Oh man, and what a lucky break! Kid. Yeah, he. He's, he's you delightful. Love him. You'll love him. Yeah. And as tall as he is, he can still shoot three-pointers. Yeah. Well, sweet. Yeah. So he's a center who can score from far away, which is rare. And also, his name has Zing in it. Yeah. They That's call, also very yeah. important. They call him the Zinger. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on. I'll look for the Zinger, and I'm rooting for the Knicks. Next. Warriors-Cavs. Oh, so. I was at your house for a very painful evening for those of us from the Bay Area, uh-huh. so we have a little something to revisit on Christmas. Exactly. All yes. right. This okay. is a revenge game. That's the, two best player, the two best teams in the NBA, uh, the Warriors have added more firepower 
and the Cavaliers are weirdly kind of the same now. Uh, you know, I can't hate the Cavaliers, but also I'll be pulling for you, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Warriors have the same team, but added superstar Kevin Durant. Okay, to that team. was a fun series yeah. uh, for even a person who knows nothing about basketball. Well, I will say that that was really fun to watch. It's very likely you'll get another one. Okay, I'm looking probably going to meet each other in the finals again. Uh, oh, yeah? You think that's going to happen again? I think it's most people would say that, yeah. It would be overwhelming favorites. That's yeah. unless yeah. kind of gets, exciting. Yes. Yes. I didn't know I was excited about that until right now, but I this is basically the preview for Warriors Cavs. Oh, three. I'm gonna eat so like much macaroni and cheese on your couch mm-hmm. watching those games. It'll okay, be the third act of the of the of the trilogy. Think of it as the Return of the Jedi of the NBA. Although All this right. game I'll is more like course. an animated series about clones. It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting. Yeah. Kind of this is the holiday special. Got it. Uh, anything else on Warriors Cavs? No. Nah. No. Bulls versus Spurs. Okay. Now Those teams used to be much more – would this have 15 years ago been like the uh, the, the Cavs-Warriors matchup? I remember those teams being bigger teams. They've been more like sequentially. Like, like yeah. the year after Michael Jordan won his last championship, the Spurs won their first okay, championship. Yes. So they were never both like really never great at, at the, the same, same time. time. But one picked up the mantle that the other left behind. So kind is this no. somebody and looking for future supremacy? Is and the Spurs won the championship just two years ago. Okay. Um, I would also say that this is – the Spurs are kind of like the NBA's wokest team. Oh, really? And the Bulls are probably the least woke yeah. in a like – Yes, yeah. I have enjoyed watching uh, post-election NBA coach freakouts mm-hmm. or very tempered yes. rants. Well, I like those very much. The coach of the Spurs is one of the most woke, and he gave a, a, a quite impassioned speech. Go about, Spurs. Okay, yeah. got yeah. it. And also you just gave me a reason to care about that Spurs one. The Spurs run is woke in a basketball sense. Uh, and the Chicago Bulls, their most prominent player, Dwayne Wade, Used to play on the Miami Heat with LeBron James. That's right. Yeah. And, okay. And uh, he's de- is he married to Gabrielle Union? He is now? married to Gabrielle Union. Star of Bring It On. Well and, done. And uh, Bad Boys. So too. she'll be in the stands. Get it, buddy. She'll be in the stands. Okay. Yeah. That'll Good. be the most famous person in it. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that one now. I I didn't know what was happening and was not excited about it before. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs are very international. Yeah. They're, they're I wouldn't have known it. I wouldn't have given Spurs the credit. And yes. I will. San Antonio, not you know a global city. No, I lived there for less than a year when I was six. I can just erase that mm-hmm. year. For my life in the city from the nation's history, as far as I'm concerned. They have a river. They do and have you can a river and it. some pretty buildings. It wasn't San Antonio's fault. Right. Timberwolves Thunder. Sometimes parents need to be a part, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, Timberwolves Thunder. Um, that sounds insignificant. Is that me? It is. Yeah, <laughs> it sort of is. Those so. are the two... There were just a lot of really bad decisions made about basketball team names in the 90s, yeah. which got us the heat... The Magic and the Timberwolves as a as a result. I feel like the Timberwolves and the Raptors, the '90s. That's team a very name dated. Yeah, that is name. a very '90s team name. Yeah. None, of, none of those are are holding up. The Heat isn't the worst. It's just weirdly not plural. Yeah, yeah. it's weird to have a singular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Magic Heat and Jazz. I'm a Heat. You're yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't make. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, that is weird. Um. So Timberwolves and the Thunder. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. The sir. Thunder are running through because their biggest star, Kevin Durant, left to go to the Warriors okay, this yes. year. They're kind of like running around like a woman spurned in a, like, uh, in a. That wasn't a very. I'm going to say that's problematic, but I get no, it. No, I do get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. In like a. Uh, <laughs> in, in like one of those. Um, 
lifetime movies. They're super mad. And they're yeah. coming with heat. They're exactly. gonna they're gonna respond. So they have this guy who is like uh They saw a weird text and they're lighting fire to a yeah, car. They're, okay. Their their star player is basically acting like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction all season. <laughs> or or uh, Left Eye Lopez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is uh the wor- he is lighting the Ryzen. league on fire. Is there equivalent like TV show where one star leaves and it just becomes the other person's vehicle? NYPD Blue. I, I mean, was thinking that too. Where like is this Robert Patrick's X Files? Oh it could, no! It's more well, like, no, no, no! Oh, uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. So it was always um, Christopher Maloney uh-huh. and uh, Mariska Hargitay as a pair. Yeah, and then when he left, it just became her show. Okay. Yeah, and she's so got what should have happened with the X Files? Got it. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, imagine he is actually doing. He is like an Agent Scully solo project. We're like, I don't know if the supporting cast is there, but what he's doing is individually very compelling. Exactly. Okay. Final game, Battle Los Angeles. Yep. Oh, the Clippers really? versus the Lakers. I wish I could root for the Clippers, and I'm sorry. I, li- I want to like the Lakers, but they just seem too big and too powerful and too easy to like. Like, I want to, I mean. Well, they've had some struggles. Well, that's the thing. I don't care about their struggles, just like I don't care about rich people's struggles yeah. in the real world either. <laughs> you, you, wa- you watching Kobe Bryant limping around on a torn Achilles tendon is oh, like when we saw the really? movie Her together. Gee, does it hurt to walk, Kobe? Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Fucking sexual assault monster dog. <laughs> here's where I know we're winding up, so here's what I'll say about that since I just yelled that an adored player is a rapist. And that is true. He is both adored and a rapist. And that is what I admire and I kind of detest about basketball especially, but sport in general. This is spectacle. Mm-hmm. And everything we've talked about today is exactly that. It's, it's sport is glorious. It's the best thing about us. It's the highest thing we can achieve. And also, it is surrounded by everything grotesque and disgusting about life and abundance and personalities and egos. It is the best and worst of all of us. It is wonderful to watch, but also that guy is a rapist. Uh, he is so good. He is magical. The thing he does as an athlete and a human being, like a human body, exceptional, gorgeous machine to watch who also raped a chick in a hotel room. And those that's sports in general to me are the highs and the lows, and I have so much trouble balancing some of that, which is why I love you guys, because when I spin out on how much people uh, playing basketball get paid and how my music teacher got paid nothing and died of cancer alone, I... Uh, y- I can't reconcile that, and then I come to you guys, and you have the stories that are the mm-hmm. other side, uh, the beautiful part of the spectacle. It's just like life, Thank you man. for refocusing my negative <laughs> SJW <laughs> energy into it's, it's, uh, the beautiful and, side of sports. And Kobe doesn't play anymore, which yeah. is why you can enjoy this Christmas Day game but a little you know, more. But you know, it's not that he doesn't play anymore because he went to jail. He right. just retired <laughs> rich and happy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I did like that his wife waited over 10 years to divorce him so she could take all of his money. They're and I divorced? said, thank you. Didn't they get, she talked about a divorce, didn't she? No, no, no. He paid he her got off. A really, yeah. He paid her off within the marriage? He bought her a, a Like ring. right after That's the, right after the And I like her moves. He bought her a $10 million, a very famous $10 million ring. Yeah. Right after, not that enough, that. honey. I believe yeah. Not I, enough. She's either pregnant again, or like they just like pose for this really romantic picture on Instagram. <sighs> Didn't um, he have to move too after that? T- there's a lot of things he yeah. had to do to oh, apologize for that poor <laughs> guy. Uh, r- we gotta wrap up. We have one final segment that we do every week, where the um, uh, Golden State Warriors 2016-2017, Joey and Sean's favorite team, play a either a real team a group of real people, or a bunch of made-up uh, fantasy characters. So, this week, they are playing... What's their record, Sean? 
but we'll we'll put it in the post. Fourteen and fourteen and five. They're, this don't, week don't they're spring this on me. <laughs> this week they're playing Santa Claus and his reindeers. Oh, in, now, is that's it a, a present game. delivery? Yeah, they're we have delivering presents. We, uh, we usually decide whether or not the, this fantasy matchup will be a basketball game or if the other team gets to be on their home court. Okay. Last episode, uh, the the uh, Breakfast Club and the Warriors oh, nice had, had to write a letter. Write a letter to the principal. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so presents. First of all, Santa Claus is magic and can fly across the globe in, in mere minutes. I don't know if Steph Curry is as magical, but he certainly can shoot a basketball. He from can a deliver far presents down those chimneys from pretty so far away. We're talking about him in place. shooting yeah. the presents. Also, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Warriors did have a game uh, about a week ago where they assisted on all of their baskets for the first three quarters of the game, which yeah. is unheard of. This is a, a like, thing that maybe that just know. means that nobody just dribbled on their own. It was always somebody on their team passing directly before a shot. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. So they're they're generous. Um, I w- I'm gonna say this is gonna be a case where they miss Leandro Barbosa because they need some speed. They Brazilian they to deliver blur. all of those uh, presents in one night. Well, how? What is the mode of conveyance with with which they are getting across the globe to deliver presents? Are they delivering all of the presents, or are they like they can travel at light speed in Joe Lego's airplane? <laughs> airplane. <Yeah. laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, who's, who's flying this thing? Well, I gotta, I gotta say that, um, you know, you you have some. The the Warriors have a lot of guys I would characterize as sort of like reindeer types. Mm-hmm. Like Zaza Pachulia is a blitzen for sure. <laughs> Anderson Verajao to me is a prancer. You know, like a lot of like <laughs> delicate steps. A lot of bigs who are trying to pull the load mm-hmm. the whole way. Um, whereas, who do you think is the Santa Claus figure? Oh, it's Draymond. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because he's yeah, Steph Curry's Rudolph. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's got that red nose, you know? Yeah. Clay uh, Thompson is kind of, there's like a like an aloof elfish quality. He's like he's, <laughs> he's like Hermie the elf. I, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Bob Newhart from the film Elf. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's sort of what he reminds me of. Very deadpan, droll, uh-huh. but fairly witty when he wants to be. Yeah. I gotta address the elephant in the room. I think I'm the only one who can do that. What we're talking about here is twelve—well, not twelve, but you know, more than five—young black men breaking into people's homes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the night in 2016. I don't. I'm worried someone's gonna get shot. Yeah, yeah I think that's a pretty valid concern. They, there yeah. are states where they uh-huh. literally cannot deliver press. You're only a basketball. <laughs> You're only a basketball player in the news tomorrow. Tonight, you're just that dude in the chimney. Right. And I think that's a... that's Fucking a statistic. <laughs> this is... I gotta go with Santa Claus. He's got the experience. He's got the I racial advantage. No, I, I agree. Sorry. because This because sucks to say, considering, but I can't do it. Well, and the sad thing about it is that JaVale McGee's entire game as a basketball player is hands up, don't shoot. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I've never seen him play, and I get that joke. <laughs> 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 um, okay, I gotta, go. I gotta go with Santa I'm as well. Like I, Santa. I, he's just, he's got too much. Also, I think Santa, the magic wouldn't let him uh, lose down three to one. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> 
Yeah, Santa Claus is a closer, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Above all else, he's a closer. Reindeer are for closers. What is, what is your vote here? Uh, you know, I want to say the Warriors just to give them a vote. Uh, but honestly, that's not their job. And I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. look, here's what I'm saying. I, I, I look. The premise is that they, you know, this is home court for Santa. But here's the thing: even if the Warriors don't win, Santa's not going to pass their house by. So I will say mm-hmm. Santa, but with the conciliatory prize that every Warrior gets a present. They don't. Get, they don't get lumps of coal. They every get a warrior, ten million dollar ring. To every to Warrior gets a ten million dollar pre- <laughs> ring uh, as an apology from Kobe Bryant. All right, so we're it's unanimous. The Warriors lose. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dubaru. Please let us know <laughs> what the record. No, we the know the record. I have it. I'm on a different talk, but we'll we'll. Yeah. Thanks, Dubaru, as always. Yeah. <laughs> At Dubaru. Yeah. Please follow him. He's yeah. our number one fan, and I feel like he's a guest on the podcast every week in spirit. Yes. Um, speaking of Twitter, guys, please follow us at Round Rock Pod on Twitter. Tweet at us with suggestions for who the Warriors should play next week. Uh, with who you want Don Pardo to say? Yeah, Don Pardo needs more names. He's running out of He's basketball running. players. There's, honestly, there's He's only so high. many people that have played the game of basketball. Don Pardo <laughs> technically <laughs> dead, so it's hard for him to learn new basketball names. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at uh, roundballrockpod at gmail.com with questions, concerns. Um, things that you want Joey to say because he will say anything. He uh, he's malleable. He's soul. malleable. Sure, very malleable. Uh, and Caitlin, anything you want to promote? At Robot Caitlin on Twitter, and if you're here in Los Angeles every Tuesday night at eight o'clock, now Crab Apples at the Hollywood Improv Lab, hosted by me and Bobcat Goldthwait. Excellent, Joey. Anything going on with you you want to talk about? No. Excellent. <laughs> also, Crab Apples is a podcast now, and all you guys are welcome to do it. In fact, if we want to do a little crossover, Ooh, baby. we oh, could I uh, like that. relocate. Yes. We'll talk about that. Well, you know, you know there – oh, there isn't anymore. You know who all – There's I, no NBA team called the Bobcats anymore. That would be really fun. <laughs> I should look for a jersey. That's a really good idea. I haven't gotten him a Christmas present Well, most present of them yet. say cats. You know, though. he knows That's as bad. little about sports as I do. So if we need to do a little crossover, if Crab Apples fans oh, near an, in an upcoming basketball large event, we might have you come over to Crab Apples because, look, it's not a survey. All I'm doing here is helping your basketball loyalists uh, get through a holiday full of idiots like me. But my podcast listeners are all me, and none of us <laughs> understand sports. <laughs> <laughs> so we would love to have you on to do the same service uh, for that you've done for me today, explaining basketball and its fundamentals. Excellent. Sean, anything going on? Uh, at Sean Keen, go see the business every Monday in Los Angeles. That's right. Joy. It's the best. Excellent. And I'm at Dave underscore Schilling. Tease next week. I'm going to have some big news. Okay. Oh, also review us on iTunes. Review us That's on iTunes. That's my plug. Review, review us, us on iTunes. iTunes. It's, stars, it's super baby, important. Very, very helpful. And, uh, yeah, big news. Big news next week, guys. We'll, we'll have some in. bonus content on the Twitter for Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. We're very generous. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Trust the process. Trust, Trust the, the process. process. <laughs> Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on box tails ring, making spirits bright. All it is to ride and sing and sing on song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Remix, jingle, 
everybody out there big people little people everybody from all of us to all of you merry, merry christmas, christmas and have a happy new year hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 